Welcome to Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. I'm Claire. I'm Claire. And I'm Jo. <laughs> CCJ. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's the Pod, pod Chat Ladies. Well, we are, aren't we? But we're Raspberry Tea Pod Chat Ladies. They're all laughing at me now. You want to see the faces. <laughs> yeah, um, winding down after you've had some time off. Time off, how very dare we for a start. But um, yes, winding down and then getting going again. It's not always easy, is it? No. I've just had a weekend off. So I took Friday off to make it a long weekend. And back in the office today because it's podcast recording day. Um, it's Monday. It's Monday, yes. Um, and I just found it really hard to get up this morning. The weekend away was a very busy, active walking weekend. So I have been very busy. And in my caravan, you get woken up by everybody else on campsites. But I found it really easy to wind down and relax after being super busy during the working week. And then just this morning, just felt a bit sluggish getting going again. Now, I used to find it really hard to wind down and not switch off. Seem to have got quite good at it, certainly on a on a weekend when I see my partner. I don't think about work. I, really, I switch off. I'm, in, I'm actually there in the time we've got. We're walking or we're out doing something or we might be doing a bit of gardening or playing with a dog or something like that. But it's the, as business owners, or in fact, if you're in a job and you're heavily involved in the work that you do, it's quite hard to switch off and wind down. Sometimes it can take days. I know you've got something to say about that in a bit, Claire, but, but then it's getting going again. And sometimes I think it can be easier than others. And also that whole bit about the winding down, that was one of the reasons that we used to be advised to take two weeks off at a time because quite frequently it would take people that first week to just wind down and forget everything that had gone before. There are other reasons for it, but that was one of the reasons that we were encouraged to take the two week break. Um, I find it difficult to switch off even at the weekends now, but that's purely through choice. I think that's because I've had a lot going on I've been studying at the same time as working and doing all the business work, et cetera. So I'm loving that time. I am very much aware of the whole self-care importance though. And you do have to switch off at times. Um, I just get bored, which is an awful thing to say. Now that we've got the puppy, it's not quite the same. Not saying that mum's boring, obviously spending a lot of time with her. And she's sitting here in the background as we're as we're recording. Um, yeah, I, I always used to find it. I used to put so much into my job; it was so much of me that at the weekends and in the evenings, I would rather be working. And that was where I was at. So I that's something that I do still need to work on. But Claire, you've but I, got. But that's, I, you see, my question would be there. Was that because you were putting so much into your job, or was that because you were trying to hide from other having have to do other things or find something else to do or put yourself into a different situation? So you allowed your job to absorb you in that way. But anyway, it's not a therapy session or a coaching session. So um yes, I recently took a week off and 
was very strange and it was very strange in a lot in ways that I've not felt for a lot of years mm-hmm. um it took me until the Friday of the week to actually feel relaxed I can honestly say that it just didn't up to that point now I had things to do on the other days so one of the days I was taking my dad into his bank so that we could register his um, lasting power of attorney and things like that and I was aware that that was potentially going to be a little bit uncomfortable for us I don't know you know um I had a new client meeting on I think it was a Thursday morning was wasn't it yeah um which was just essential that I did it then um but I mean I I love those meetings so it wasn't like I was worried about it or anything but maybe because I'd got that meeting all the rest of the week up to that point made me think I'm not really off because I've still got something to week I don't know um but what I realized from the Friday to the Sunday was that actually because I work from home and I love working from home I think for me to turn off completely now it's going to mean going away mm-hmm. and I've not felt like I've needed to go away for a lot of years mm-hmm. um, a lot of years actually I mean I've been away but I haven't felt the need for it yeah and so that was quite new for me because you know when people say oh I need a holiday I can't wait to get away I'm, I'm desperate for a holiday mm. I've never felt like that um but maybe if I am going to turn off completely now, that's going to have to be the way that I do it. Do you think any of that is related to lockdown and having felt like we've worked all the way through and not having that alternative? So we, we kind of didn't switch off, did we? Because we carried on. We didn't. I mean, we've, we've had bits of time off, haven't we? But nothing. I think I took a week off a um don't know if it was earlier this year or last year I can't remember mm. but I actually told my clients I was off and then came into the office every day and worked on the business rather than in it mm-hmm. yeah. um yeah I mean I think because Carl works literally 365 days a year um because even on things like Christmas day it's not Christmas all around the world mm. our business is open in other cultures that don't celebrate Christmas and he's responsible for those businesses so he literally will answer client calls and emails from the time he wakes up in the morning to the time he goes to sleep mm-hmm. and can have Zoom calls and FaceTime calls at 2, 3 a.m. because that's the working day for his client. Yeah. Um, because he doesn't see the need to have any time off, I think maybe that's made me not feel like I needed holidays. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've just, I don't know. I don't know what it is, to be honest. I just suddenly, it just suddenly hit me like a ton of bricks. If I'm ever going to turn off properly, yeah, got to go. Yeah. That's, that's quite a new concept to me. And also, I'm not going anywhere for the foreseeable future because I ain't getting on a plane and going in the airport. <laughs> so that's, I, I might be fully vaccinated, but I'm not passing it on to anybody else if, if I end up being a carrier or something of some horrible strain um so, so we're, we're used to the whole working from home scenario we've, yes. we've been used to that for quite a while yeah i do wonder oh. how it's impacted p- 
people who have come from the office environment who are now working from home and by the looks of it a very high percentage are going to continue working from home so have they got the facilities and how does it feel for them to be able to to switch off can they switch off because there's so many that i've seen that the PCs, the monitors, et cetera, they're all sitting either on a dining room table or, you know, they're sitting on a desk in the corner of the living room. Not everybody's got an office, have they? Even even a lot of people have got the desks in the bedroom, which I just yeah. think must be awful. Mm. To, to oh, it try, was. Trying to go to sleep at night and looking at your computer, being reminded at work. You know. Well, I had that for, what, I had it for six months. Of course, yeah. Shop room, it was my desk, it was my bedroom it was everything yeah you know having gone from that to now being in the place that we want to be in I've got a separate office yes I'm sitting downstairs in the kitchen today but that's for a reason and I've got the flexibility if I need to and you know it makes a big big difference so I do wonder how it's impacting people I mean we haven't got to the point yet where they're all taking the two weeks off and getting on a plane and freely flying away um, well, this is it, and I don't think we will until next summer at the earliest mm. from a point of view of it being very unrestricted. Yeah. Because, you know, yes, this country is very far ahead in its vaccination programme and everything else, but other countries aren't. Mm. And, and other countries aren't learning the lessons from places that have been badly affected like us mm. and like some of the other European countries. You know, places are still saying it's fine. We can still have tourists come in, and it. it, it suppose I'm I'm very much more aware of the global picture because of Carl's job. Yeah. Um. You know, he's responsible for 53 countries worldwide, and so those countries have all got different restrictions. Are taking it at a different pace, are vaccinating, aren't vaccinating, etc. So I'm I'm certainly not going anywhere this year that's that's for sure i might go somewhere in the uk but i'm not getting on a plane this year they're going to wales in august and and it's lovely claire to see that that you know you are amongst thousands now aren't you who are taking the staycation opportunity that we wouldn't have done that you know so many people would not have even thought of going on holiday in their own country or hopping across to wales or going up to scotland It, it just wouldn't have been heard of because it would have been Portugal, Greece, Spain, wherever, you know, short haul flights were the thing, weren't they? So the fact that so many people now are taking the time to get to these places that they've never discovered before and saying that they want to go back. But then you look at places like even Blackpool and some of the hotels are like four grand, which is that, well, that's not issue, helping people. They've obviously got to get their, yeah, they've got to get their money back and, and we accept that. But, you know, it's quite a shock to the system when you see that. But to see people who are in a whole new world, it's, it's a whole new place for them to be. And going away for weekends in a caravan or going away camping for a weekend, and they wouldn't have done that before. So are yeah. those people now making the most of being able to switch off? I saw, I saw a lot of that this weekend. Obviously, I've got a touring caravan. And I've I've had it for quite some time now, so I know what I'm doing. And it was it was a little bit amusing, but also nice to see the people and the families there that had obviously just bought the tent and the camping gear and all the arguments about putting it up. And, mm-hmm. and then you hear the conversations because you can hear everything when they're talking in the tent. 
um, about, well, we've not got this or are we going to boil the kettle or are we going to do that and the other? And I think it's great that people are getting away, but sometimes I think they've not thought the whole thing through the camping specifically to make it a comfortable experience you need the right gear and you know how you need to know how to use it but i know a lot of places that certainly the tourism industry is on its knees that i know a lot of businesses struggled last year but the tourism industry is still being made to struggle because of the situation carrying on i think everybody would would accept a maybe 10 or maybe 20 percent price increase to help those businesses get back on. But some of the prices I've seen of hotels and places to holiday in the UK are just ridiculous. The the amount of the average family, if you like, that would go on the Spain, the Greece, the Portugal short haul holiday. And they, they need a break. They need to get away. They want to get out of the four walls that they've been bound in for a while. And a lot Mm -hmm. of places are, I think taking the wrong decision, uh, massively increasing the prices, the pricing it out of the market for those families. I mean, my th- my philosophy is always: yeah. if we all help each other a little bit, then yeah. we'll all get through it and we'll all succeed. So yeah, yeah I, I, mm-hmm. I find this whole principle of the need to make the money back wrong, mm-hmm. and and that sounds terrible. I know it does, but. I don't see why the everyday customer who is wanting to go back, who is wanting to use their services, whether that be a pub, a restaurant, a hotel, whatever it might be, should have to pay for the fact that we've all gone through this pandemic. It feels, I I get people are saying we've got to claw our money back somehow. I don't, that's the wrong way of looking at it for me. That that's the wrong way of attracting customers mm. you know yes you might be able to get away with it because there's demand but why are you trying to put your customers in that situation when they've also been through the same pandemic and they've also been hit mm. in different ways whether that be financial job mental health whatever it may be nobody's come out of this unscarred in some way mm-hmm. you know and yeah so I don't like this philosophy as I've got to claw my money back somehow. I, think no, I, I actually think that's really, really wrong. And if, if if I thought a business was doing that, I wouldn't go there. Yeah, me too. I, like I say, I, I would swallow a 10 or 20% increase to support the staff or the people to keep jobs, to keep businesses open, to keep them going. But when people have doubled it, 100, 200, 300%, that's yeah. not fair. That's, no, it's that's not keeping going and like I say if we all help each other a little bit we all keep the wheels turning we all have a, that little bit of thought like the amount of people I've seen when I'm out walking the dog or or I'm walking down the street and people will walk onto the road so that you're not passing too closely on a footpath or they'll stop and wait for you to walk past and things like that the the courtesy that's out there from a lot of people is brilliant and I really hope that stays mm. But like I say, we went, we ate out fish and chips Friday night and we went to a cafe yesterday. We left a tip because the price has seemed normal. And, and, and you do chuck a couple of quid in extra and things because at the end of the day, when those businesses have been forced to shut, unlike ours, thankfully, that they were 
earning 80% of the wage or sometimes nothing if the business didn't qualify. So putting a couple of quid in or 10% more or something like that, I think we can all probably manage that. And, we and can, but then, way of doing it. But then you're giving, in some circumstances, you're giving that to the business owner and not to the exactly. people on the 80%. Yeah. You know, and... and I think this is a very personal thing for everybody to make their own decisions around, isn't it? But, for, and, and you know, even before the pandemic, if you were trying to book flights and you visited that website more than once in a few days, they put the price up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not new that pricing, particularly for holidays, has gone up on demand. We know that. We know that's a tactic of the holiday industry. Mm-hmm. Um my thought on holidays in this country this year and possibly next year is, you know, people aren't going to be able to get in. No. Because they're going to be booked up. And I know that later on this year, I want to take the girls in the family away for a long weekend. And then I want to take us all away for perhaps a four or five day mm. weekend sort of thing. Whether I'll be able to get where I want to go or not, is a totally different matter. I honestly don't know if there'll be any availability, mm. but I don't want to book it yet because I can't confirm any dates. I know yeah. if you want to buy a caravan, wait yeah. till next year because there'll be loads second hand. Because <laughs> I bought one, this will, yeah. and what you have to do to keep one, and how much it's not quite going on holiday and just relaxing. There's a bit of work to be done whilst you're doing it. So I think if you, if you want to caravan, wait till, wait till 2022. Our neighbours have taken up yeah. camping. On, glamping. on permanent glamping sites. Um, glamping, I could do. And also, like, you know, like the lakeside lodges, we've seen lots of people in our networking group, haven't we, that have suddenly, they all seem to be heading for the I same love, place. I love, this. I love I, it, though. I keep seeing all these posts. A static caravan is not a lodge. They are no, two different no. things. No. I, I'm a lodge is a, solid, a solid building that does not move is yeah. a lodge. Yeah. A yeah. static caravan that is on wheels that can be moved is not a lodge. I would. They I, are I, both I, equally luxurious and amazing places, but there's a difference between the two. It's like a car is not a bus. We've we've talked about it because I sort of said, you know, when I had this realization that I'm going to need to get away, I sort of said, shall we buy somewhere? Um, you know, because I'm due a little bit of inheritance, as you all know, um, through yeah. my aunts. Uh, passing and I sort of said you know rather than we've got our eyes on cars and things like that but rather than sort of investing the rest in my pension um should we buy somewhere and then we sort of went well realistically how often are we going to use it once the novelty's worn off (laughs) Carl's away most of the time you know what I mean so most of the weekends we'd spend there would be me and Laura um because H works on a Sunday now. So, you know, he couldn't even come down with us. So would I want to pack up every Friday tea time, every Friday lunchtime and go down? Would would it pay for itself in that way? Mm. I'm not convinced I would. And it's it's an ongoing thought process in my head. And I don't I wouldn't want caravan. I know that sounds awful, but I'd want somewhere that I could go in winter and be warm. Yeah. Which is not different, isn't it? <laughs> I, well, I just, I, my personal experience of any size of caravan 
is when it's bloody cold outside, it's bloody cold inside, no matter what heating you've got. Yeah. And if you've got dogs there, if you've got dogs there that want to dive in the shower at the same time as you, it's really quite awkward. <laughs> I think it, I think it like you say, it's more So anyway, we were talking about switching off. Yeah, it's also of course as we 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 everybody needs wind down time whether that be in an evening or during the day when you go out, you might go out for a walk or you might change the room that you're in or you might close the door, whether you can go away camping in a caravan to a lodge wherever or you go to an Airbnb or wherever in the UK so you may get a weekend or a week's break if you're not able to or you don't want to fly to a different country. I think it's important that we all try and get some downtime for us and downtime's different. Like I'm quite an active outdoor person. The caravan suits me, but I would not go in a tent. Not, not a chance. I love my super king size bed and the shower and bathroom and the oven and the fridge and everything. The fact I can sit in it and be toasty warm when there's snow on the front of it is brilliant, but that's not for everybody. You've got to find the right break for you and your family that, you can go on, you're comfortable going on because you need the time to wind down. But sometimes it's harder to get going again than others. And maybe if you have wind down time a little bit more regularly, then getting going again would be easier because we all work very hard and we can go and go and go. And you think, oh, I ain't had a day off since Christmas. And it's just, you've blinked. I think that this sort of getting back into it though is, and I think you've done absolutely the right thing because it's what I've been doing forever. I always book out the first day I'm back. There's no appointments in my diary. And I put my email, mess- my vacation message on to cover that day as well. Mm. So I've got, so for example, um, if I'd have been off last week and we'd have been doing podcast recording today, which is a Monday, I would have blocked tomorrow out of my diary as well because realistically that's the first day back in the office mm-hmm. and my vacation message would have been on till Wednesday. Yeah. And You're really good at that. I, 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 that's one of the things that I'm quite impressed about. You, you, you block that time out and you have the autoresponder on your email quite often because people are getting that message that you're not available. Now it might be a, a break. It might be a day off. It might be a day of meetings or whatever. Yeah. But the way that you manage that email bounce back to manage customers' expectations, I think it's really good. It is. I mean, the, the difficult thing is, and this is one, this might be another podcast subject, but I don't know about every other business owner out there, but my clients contact me in so many different ways. So some ring mm. me up, some email me, some Facebook message me, some WhatsApp me, some LinkedIn message me. And it's like, you want to have time off, you can put that on an, e- on an email responder, you can put it on a voicemail message, but what about all the other channels that people can get? They think they're being ignored. And I find that really quite difficult. And I think that's possibly one of the reasons I didn't turn off, wind down quite so quickly that week off. People were contacting me through other channels. And You've yeah, got yeah, to respond yeah. and say, I'm sorry, I'm not in the office this week. Mm. Because otherwise they think you're just ignoring them. But, mm. but and I know we've I've talked about this with other networks and things. There really needs to be some sort of software developed that all your messages can go into so you can manage them yeah. from one place. Oh, yeah. 
because it's like you've not look, gotten out of office on Facebook. You've not gotten out. No, yeah, and it was like a week, was it a couple of weeks ago. I said to Claire, right, Claire, I've got this new client, and I'm ready to email the court to them. I've had the Zoom call and everything else, and I cannot find how they contacted me. And we went through every single time I'm going, I've checked this, I've checked. I thought I was going mad. And I went, I thought <laughs> I was going absolutely mad. And Claire suddenly went, LinkedIn message. I was like, yeah, of course it was. You know, it's, it is, <laughs> it's difficult when you're a business owner. It's, I think when you're employed, it's probably slightly easier. Because you can leave the business, so to speak, and have time off. And you've got colleagues to pick it up or whatever it might be. I think when you're self-employed or you're a business owner, people can find a way to reach you. And it's not their fault. But how do you turn off completely? It's it's a challenge for all of us, isn't it? Definitely. Right. Yes, Joe, you do keep freezing. I was just putting in the chat, I keep freezing. You do, indeed. Yes, yes. Oh, yes so the message the message is sorry claire i said i think we've covered all the bases yeah i was gonna say the message is try and wind down as quickly as you can in whatever way you need to whether that's going away staying at home going for a walk going to a spa that actually a spa day would be good on your first day off it would wouldn't it oh oh yeah maybe oh. there's a strategy in that Oh, to be fair, it's, it's a while since we've been but to, to get into there, you do just, whether it be the music, whether it be the, the environment, the atmosphere, it's just, oh, it's beautiful. Even if you go to centre parks just for like a spa treatment, you know, there are other lodge sites available and such as, um, but yeah, just a spa yeah. day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But when you come back... Don't tell people you're back on your first day in the office. Pretend you're having an extra day off. That's my strategy and it works because you can go through all your emails at your own speed, catch up at your own speed and even do a yeah. bit of work that people aren't expecting to get yourself ahead. So always say you're off at least a day longer than you are. That's my advice. That is one thing that used to, it used to drive me mad when I was in paid employment full-time employment to come back after two weeks off and start looking through the emails and think do I actually need to do anything about that do I need to do anything about that because you are so often either blind copied into something cc'd in something or you just it's like this is for info right well I don't need to know then do I because it's like two weeks ago that, that happened yeah that's great and, and your first day back you just felt as if you would not actually been away and what used to drive so me getting back you. into it slowly uh, what used to drive me mad, Joe, was when somebody else had responded because they knew you were away, but they'd not copied you into the response, so you'd no idea they'd responded. Yeah. That used to drive me insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, get some time off, everybody, even if it's only lots of long weekends. Recommendation is work yeah. four weeks and take an extra day off if you're self-employed. As a maximum, have yeah. a long weekend every four weeks as a maximum to let yourself get your creative juices and your enthusiasm go and Re look hard at yourself. Yes, on that so, note, on that note, ladies and gents, is it time for a brew?
Tschüss. Tschüss. Bye. Bye.